Hello, hello. Welcome to the Pure Alignment Podcast. My name is Christy Bergman and I am a life and mindset coach for young adults. Here you'll find all things related to mindset, spirituality and sustainability. Let's jump right into the podcast. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode. Today I am joined by Trina and we're going to be talking about all things spirituality, spiritual bypassing, um, doing shadow work and linking all of that to astrology as well. Um, So I'll pass it over to you to introduce yourself. Uh, Thank you. Um, My name is Trina. I started learning astrology in 2017 and then that's what eventually led to my spirituality. Um, Just kind of seeing how all of the stuff in my charts and astrology were kind of woven together. You know, it's like a map of the past and the future. Um, and I thought, well, if that's true, you know, if astrology is, is this true thing, then it had to come from somewhere higher. Mm. And so um, it's been an, it's been an evolution since then. So. Yeah. Nice. And um, I think I'm personally curious, like on your perspective, do you think that like, astrology has complete like control over like our lives and can explain like everything that's going on or is it like deeper than that or is there a few aspects to it well astrology has many many layers um I've taken so many courses and there's probably still so much I don't know (laughs) (laughs) um but I feel like you don't feel like you get specific answers from it right like you're not going to be able to you can get it's kind of like the weather so if mm. you know that it's going to rain before you leave the house, you can't stop the rain, but you can take an umbrella. So yeah. I feel like astrology is sort of like, um, it gives you a precursor that this is what could go in this area of your life. And so you have this kind of heads up. You don't know exactly what it is, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. Um, just as an example, um, we had a full moon in Taurus conjunct Uranus and it was in my 10th house of public image. And that was when I got asked to do my first podcast. It was totally unexpected, which is Uranus. And it happened yeah. to be, I was seen and by the public. So I didn't know what it was going to bring, but that's what it brought. So just little things like that. I love about it most is um, if you look at the natal chart, like you can see where your placements are, then you know where you struggle, where are your weaknesses, where it really lets you get to know yourself better. Mm. Um, and kind of, we were talking about shadow work, for, for instance, you know, yeah. um, you, you can kind of, hone your shadow work in based on like what you can learn from your chart you can kind of combine them Mm, yeah I like that so So, yeah it's like interlinking them both I feel like a lot of people just see astrology as like one thing they don't link it to all these other um different aspects that kind of go on um but no I agree with that I think um yeah like our birth charts are so interesting and like they can say a lot about us and I think um For me personally, I'm a Leo, but I feel like I connect a lot with um, my rising sign and my moon sign um, more than like the Leo aspect as well. So, yeah, it's interesting, like delving into all of that, I think, too. Um, Yeah. And I think like what has your experience been in terms of like the shadow side of things linking to this astrology? Um, well, before I came into astrology, um, I was trying to figure out how to basically save my family, make sure my kids knew they were loved. I wasn't in a very good marriage, um, in psychology. So I have this whole background in psychology. Um, 
and, I, and it helped me gain self-worth and, and so forth. And so by the time I found astrology, I learned that my North node is actually to find self-worth. <laughs> um, my, my mission in this life is to be self-sufficient and to know my, and so I thought, well, that's kind of cool. And then I learned my moon is conjunct my North node. That's why I followed it intuitively without knowing about it. And so um, I was able then to go, okay, so this makes sense and just continue that journey. And like whenever, and then this year in particular, I have been so tested on that. Like, yeah. um, just so many things have happened this year that um, where I had to stand up for myself, where I had to set boundaries, where I had to prove that I know my worth, you know? Mm. Um, and so that's been really interesting. Um, you know, it's been like a whole year and I know the year has been hard for everyone, yeah. uh, but just personally, it's just been, it's been enriching at the end of it all because I, I passed those tests, you know, I set those yeah. boundaries, I proved, I learned my lessons. Um, a lot of times what if something random happens and it, and it, um, I feel like it's triggering me like inside, like something inside of me, I will look to the transits to see if there's like something in that area of life that's there. It kind of helps, you know, me from going all anxious about it and kind of bringing me back down to earth and kind of going, mm -hmm. okay, then this is what I need to work on. Because ultimately I feel like our wounds are not generally our fault, but we are the only ones that can heal them because nobody else has access to our inner world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so for me, I go back to nothing being as personal as it feels. Um, mm. If somebody's hurting you, it's because it's all they have to offer you is pain inside of them. It's not because you deserve it. And I think that the, I go back to that all the time. Um, but it also, you don't want to allow that understanding to become enabling of their, them hurting you either. So you have to set a healthy boundary there. Um, it gets easier for me over time, quite honestly. It doesn't take me quite as long to get over like heartache or like people hurting me as it used to, because I understand, well, it doesn't say anything about my worth. It just tells me that they're hurting, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's the thing people like project so much onto other people. And yeah, it's nothing about um, oh, yeah. us really. It's about like what's going on for them and like what they're trying to figure out and process. And uh, yeah. And I think when you, when you have that perspective, it's just like you view everybody from this place of like compassion and love. And like, you just like, everyone's got their own stuff going on. It's like people are just trying to work it all out. And um, yeah, I think it's a definitely a good, a good like way to think about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's interesting. I think, I think, I mean, for me personally, like I'm into astrology. I love like I just love learning about it, but I'm still quite new to it. Um, and I'm not sure like if the people listening to this will know much about it either. Um, but what would be like your biggest tip for someone who's wanting to start understanding how it all works and um, just, yeah, like how it relates to everything, like the shadow, the shadow work and like all of it. <laughs> well, I, I feel like if you, if you don't know, um, like for example, if you wanted to send me when we were done with this, if you wanted to send me like your birthday, your birth time, where you were born, New Year's for you, send it to your email. Um, if you, if you find a reputable person to like help you understand your chart, yeah, it's really helpful. I've had, even though I can read mine, I've still had, it I've still had it read by like three or four other astrologers just to kind of see a different, um, it's really helpful. And then once you know, kind of, okay, these are where my, like some of my trouble issues might be. Um, mm -hmm. It kind of just gives you a better focus because when you look at the wheel of the birth chart, each house represents a different area of your mm -hmm. life. 
into the second house. I have the moon, Saturn, and North Node all conjunct, which lets you know right away, once you know astrology, that, wow, I probably had a really tough time most of my life with Saturn and my moon conjunct, you know, with mental health and stuff, and I did. Mm. Um, but it also lets you know wherever Saturn lays and we have lessons, but we generally, later in life, we come into fruition in that area of life. And so here I am, I'm almost 42 and I, now I have self-worth and I am emotionally intelligent and all these things, which I wasn't before. So, um, again, you can just kind of relate that stuff. Um, I know going into things that I have issues with self-worth, like I know that. And so I'm able to not project that onto other people and make them responsible to validate me, which is really helpful. Mm. Um, because I used to live my life wanting everybody else to validate me. I'm a Virgo moon. So. We we want constant and fortification, yeah. <laughs> um, and now I'm I've realized that that's not that's not realistic. You know, I have to be able to validate myself. So um, it's just helpful because those triggers always come up. You know, and if you can mm -hmm. catch it when it comes up, instead of projecting, deal with it, go within and just deal with, sit with it. You know, I try to remember that I'm like this whole awareness above my thoughts and feelings, so I can kind of detach and go up here if I need to, and kind of look at it in this way. What can I do about it? Um, another favorite shadow exercise of mine is um, if somebody does hurt me, I sit down and I write out a conversation with their higher self. Mm, I like that. Um, which is really useful, especially if you know the person's past and you know that, that they've had trauma and that, and that, you know, where that comes from. It really helps remind you that it wasn't personal as you're writing all that down. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good information. If you just Google like shadow work exercises, there's so many good ones out there. That's one of my favorite ones, I think. Especially yeah, I dealing with that. healing from relationship issues. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like that's really good. And I mean, for me personally, I've kind of just been starting like the full process of this like spiritual awakening. Um, and yeah, like delving into the shadow work a little bit more and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think um, that's a nice way to do it. I think definitely like, again, it just helps you re like return to this place of like love, I think, and like seeing it from this different perspective um, for what it really is. Yeah. Um, but no, that sounds really cool. I think what I've done personally, really I like good to broaden your perspective. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> No, you can go ahead. I was just saying it's really good to have that broader perspective when you're looking at things, you know, mm. just to have that like get up here a little bit and like detach from it just a little bit. You know, you can still look at it and deal with it, but detach enough to see that bigger, broader picture of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Yeah. Yeah. And something that I do that like I've been doing recently that seems to work is like shadow boxing, um, so sort of pretending to box with like different versions of myself and like trying to like fight away <laughs> fight away sort of like the more negative sides um and just kind of let it out that way I think um but yeah that seems that seems to work for me and just not necessarily in like a nasty way it's just quite a playful thing um but yeah just uh doing that but I'll definitely have to try like the writing with somebody else's higher self I've done it with my own higher self but never somebody else's that's um that's quite cool Yeah, I think too, um, a big thing that doesn't get talked about a lot, and this is something I dealt with before astrology and spirituality mm. is shame. Yeah. Um, 
And so what I try to get people to when, cause you're talking about like boxing with other versions of yourself. And I think that a lot of times that's why we project too, right. Is we feel shame and we don't want to feel it. So we got to make it somebody else's fault. Right. Yeah. Um, and for me, I had to go back and go, okay, I don't like the woman I used to be, but she was so, so determined to change that she spent hours of her time, you know, studying religions and psychology. And so instead of like shaming who I was, I'm so grateful for her because she Mm. put in so many hours of research that that allowed me to become who I am. So I think how we talk about our past version, um, you know, past versions of ourselves is important. I think we have to accept and love us ourselves at every junction, even if we don't necessarily like some of the things we did. Yeah, um, definitely. And so that's a big one too that I think plays into all of it is shame, just dealing with your shame in a healthy way. Yeah, so. I completely agree with that. And I think for me, like a lot of uh, my journey, especially at the beginning, was like really having this shame towards like my younger self and, um, yeah, just feeling like a lot of guilt as well. Um, but then, like, yeah, when I moved into the space of just being grateful for all of that, because that's what's led me to where I am now ultimately like it completely shifts everything um and I mean it's still a work in progress for me I think there's still points where I'm like oh well why did I do that why did I act that way or whatever um but then it's yeah just reminding yourself to to have compassion for yourself and think yeah you know what I didn't particularly like that like looking back on it now like I shouldn't have done it but it's part of it. And I accept that. I think um, that's such an important part, like whether people are into spirituality or not. um, I think just part of the self-development journey definitely incorporates all of that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the, you know, like I said, I did a lot of this work before spirituality. So you don't have to be in spirituality to, like you said, to develop yourself. Um, I feel like, you know, the more accepting and loving we become of ourselves, we have more of that to give other people. So just like they can't give us what they don't have within, we can't give other people what we don't have within. And so it makes sense to, you know, learn to have compassion for yourself, learn to love yourself unconditionally. If you can do that, then it's so much easier to do that with other people in your life. And you can, you know, you should love people unconditionally, but not let access to the love be unconditional because you know then obviously but when you have to set that boundary and cut somebody off it's a lot easier if you love yourself and have compassion for yourself and you're able to like we said detach to that higher vision because you know it's not personal you just you know you love yourself so you're not gonna let people hurt you (laughs) you know um and it just makes it easier to forgive it makes it easier to heal and move forward and so yeah definitely yeah I think it's such a beautiful process as well like I know when I was going to therapy, um, I had a lot of shame too. I think it was like my 13, 14 year old self. But then like the more I went into it, my therapist was like, but that's like the strongest part of you. Like she's got so many good qualities that like have made you who you are like right now. Like so it's trying to see the strengths in the situations as well. Like even if it was like such a hard and difficult situation at the time, like seeing the lessons from that and like just allowing all of that to be like part of you and integrated um and yeah I think for me one of the key things is like like you were saying like you've always got your back no matter what you've always got that unconditional love regardless of what happens regardless of what goes on in relationships or work or anything it's just like you know you're okay deep down um I think 
yeah that's been a big part of this whole <laughs> this whole process for me I think completely recognizing that yeah and I think for me too because work now for probably 10 years I mean I started mm-hmm. like I said I started taking religion seriously but I, I immediately after that I, I jumped into psychology um, and one of the things that still helps me because I still have a trigger every now and then it's not quite as bad as it used to be, but I don't know that the healing's ever complete. Right. Mm. Um, and so something will happen. Something will get said about the past maybe or something and I'll get that trigger. So another thing that is if say I'm sitting here and I'm starting to fill with shame over like maybe something that my children mentioned from when they were younger or something. Then I say, I really literally just talk to it. I'm like, you know, I'll <laughs> yeah. say, okay, shame. I see you. You know, I feel you. I know I have, I know I had this internal bit I haven't always lived up to, but now that I know better, I do better. I forgive myself for the past. I don't need your reminders anymore, you know? And I literally mm-hmm. just have a conversation with the shame or the anxiety or whatever it is I'm feeling in that moment. I'll have, I acknowledge it. Because like I said, there's nothing worse to me. And this is again, before spirituality, I talked about this. I wrote a whole blog on this. Um, Most of the uh, time we go through life sweeping everything under rugs and we pretend it's not there, but we're tripping. (laughs) You know what I mean? And we're trying to avoid it and not look at it. Nobody wants to talk about it. And and so if you don't look look at it, talk to it tripping you up, you know? And so I just tend to like, just confront it, just head on. Yeah. There's no other way around it. You have to. Yeah, I think that's the best way you've you've got to. And that's definitely something I'm looking into now. Like I've got a lot of um, tension in my back and that kind of thing. And I think that's from like emotional stuff all being like stored up over the years. Um, And like now it's like, I'm like, right, enough's enough. We've got to confront all of this stuff, get gone um, and just accept it for what it is. Like you said, just acknowledge it and be like, cool. Thank you for that. Like I see you, but I don't need that anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, uh, no, it's definitely good. Absolutely. Um, hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, you were just saying about you know how you hold it in your body. My son and I literally just had this conversation yesterday because nice. he's getting ready to move to Florida on profit. And he's going to do, you know, he's going to have a meditation room and art healing and like all these different things. And we were talking about that. Because you literally hold trauma in your body. Yeah. You yeah. literally hold it in your body. So he does yoga. Um, I like to dance. If I start feeling, I'm kind of like holding stuff in my body. I'll just turn on some music and dance in my room. You, yoga, like there's just move, move your yeah. body because if you don't like what you're describing, it will, it will, that stress, the trauma, just all the things you've been through over the years, it really does affect your body. Yeah, Definitely. totally. Yeah. And dance is like, I'll know because my hips will start hurting and like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dance is my go-to at the moment. I'm like, yeah, we'll just get the energy flowing. Let's just, uh, yeah, see how it goes. But um, no, it's an interesting process. And like what I've been learning about as well is um, that like sometimes if it's been stored for so long, like we can do yoga, we can go to physio and all those kind of things. Um, But if our muscles are like frozen, it's not gonna um it's not gonna help basically so it's about like relaxing the nervous system as well and trying to not be in this like fight or flight response all the time um which kind of gets like stored as an automatic thing um but yeah it's it's interesting like doing doing all of that and uh seeing just how it like relates to everything that's kind of going on as well I think our bodies tell us so much 
um about what's going on in our lives so yeah for sure yeah definitely and and I think too what you're saying about um sorry go on a little delay I think so I apologize Mm -hmm. um no it's fine but I was just what you were saying about how um sometimes it's about just relaxing your system so that's what I like about meditation too um, so if I, if I feel, cause I used to be conflict avoidant, like I didn't want any conflict. I would overcompromise myself just to keep mm-hmm. the peace and that's just never going to work. And so now I've learned how to mediate conflict quite well, but it's because I've, I've put the peace within. Right. Yeah. So the meditation really helps me with what you're talking about with like yeah. staying calm and just like the nervous system and I'm on a frequency and just sit here and just call on like the angels, my guides, whoever, and I'll just meditate and I will feel so at peace. I have um, one of my kid's friends, he calls me mom as well. And he'll come in my room and he'll be like, mom, it's so peaceful in here. (laughs) Like I'm talking to you. So there's not one going right now, but generally there's a frequency going in the background, you know? Yeah. Um, It just helps me so much to keep that nervous system down. So I hear something out there and I got to go like break up some conflict. It's okay. I'm good. Cause I'm all peaceful inside. So I'm not going to be like, I got to like stop everything from like, you know, everybody from freaking out. So it's, yeah, I agree. Your nervous system is very important to keep related. Mm. So do you meditate? Yeah, I do. I, I kind of like switch between how I meditate, which sounds a bit weird, but sometimes it will be like, going into this like really peaceful state trying to like clear my mind um and other times it's just like letting the thoughts come in observing them or like doing guided meditations um yeah kind of exploring different things at the moment um I accidentally came across sleep hypnosis (laughs) and it was the weirdest thing ever because I did I did one on YouTube for the first time not realizing it was sleep hypnosis and like yeah it was just like a completely different perspective when I woke up I was just like well I was technically not asleep but you know what I mean and yeah it was so so weird so I started doing that a little bit more now as well um yeah so I kind of do a little bit of a mix of things really It's weird at all. Um, I started doing, um, because I, I didn't want to meditate at all in the beginning. My son was mm-hmm. like, mom, it's really helpful, you know, and what okay, I'm going to try it. And so I started doing guided meditations. But what I realized pretty quickly is that when I meditate, I can feel like, like there's a bunch of people that want to talk to me from the other side or something. Mm-hmm. It's really strange. And so I start getting like images and messages. And so the, the voice of the guided meditation would be almost distracting to me. So I ended up experimenting, doing kind of what you're doing. And I found that like the binaural beats work really well for me because there's no voice to them and I get real clear messages. Um, and so I'm able to, you know, I keep journals of everything, um, back in September of 2019, I started having, I thought I was going crazy. I started having <laughs> telepathic experiences. Oh, cool. And so I wrote all this down. I was experiencing this person's energy. And okay. And then I, and then I was told in meditation, there's a man coming. Um, he's going to have a lot of Virgo in his chart, like all these specific details. And this was a meditation. Mm. And I thought, well, I don't want no man, you know, cause I had left my marriage in 2016 and I just wanted to be single and build a business and like do my thing. I don't want to be yeah. in love, you know? Um, and then, uh, somebody 
came into my life are not who they're talking about. So thankfully that didn't go very far. But then on that person's birthday, the guy they were talking about messaged me ah. at my door by January 1st. It's somebody I've known uh, almost 30 years. So I've known him a long time, but we hadn't seen each other in a long time. Wow. Um, and Virgo placements and his 11th house. So there's the prominent Virgo. So all this came true. Well, the connection was so intense and so deep that, I mean, he was not in a place where he felt worthy of it. So he ended up leaving. And then for six months, I just did my thing. You know, he left question mm-hmm. his worth, not my own. Like that was one of the tests I was talking about. Right. Yeah. And so I'm just doing my thing. And then all of a sudden June 30th rolls around and I, and I did some tarot readings and I was like, okay, he's coming back in July. I didn't know when, but I knew he was coming back in July. Mm-hmm. I had written down a bunch of stuff about how he can feel me telepathically now too, all this stuff from meditation. Sure enough, I go to bed that night. It's June 30th. I go to lay my head on the pillow and I hear sit up and talk to him. And I felt crazy, right? So I sit <laughs> up and I start sobbing. I'm talking to him like I know what he needs to hear. I have no idea where these words are coming from. They're just like coming out. The next night, he, he after six months on July 1st, he uh, messages me, friend requests me. He asked me, were you talking to me last night? Wow. How would he know that? Like, it's so creepy to me. But when you look at the astrology of it, I look at what's called a synastry chart and his moon and his Venus fall in my 12th house where my subconscious is. So he can wow. literally tell me what I'm thinking, but I can't tell him what he's thinking, but I can tell what he's feeling. That's so, so it's really strange. And so when he came back in my life at that time, we, it was so cool, but we would practice it like, and it would really work. Like he'd be like, I'd be like, what color am I thinking of? You know? And it's just the coolest thing ever. But again, you know, he does not in a place where he felt worthy of it. Mm. He was starting to build some stability. He left again. And I told him the last time I set some really firm boundaries. And so I told him, if you come back, this is where, where you have to be. And, and if you, if you're, I love you, I know you're not doing this to hurt me. You know what I mean? I was yeah. very nice to him, but I just told him like, don't come back, you know, have enough respect for me not to keep coming out of my life. And so those were some firm boundaries I set in July, but it was so fun. I mean, we had a good time, you know, we were able to, like I said, you know, know what other was kind of feeling and thinking it was really cool. That's so, so amazing. I like, but that's just examples of meditation. I get so many messages. Yeah, no, that's so cool. And like, based on what you've all just said, like, I've been sort of experiencing something similar. Like, I have this friend and sometimes when I'm going to sleep, it's like I'm just having this conversation with him. And it's like the weirdest thing ever, because I think, yeah, you do think you're going crazy, but it's kind of like it just kind of flows out of you. Like, it's just it's just how it is like it's not like you're forcing anything or I think it's it's so cool and I love like learning about different people's like I guess psychic abilities and like yeah no it is really really cool Mm. yeah and I think I'm glad that you have that experience and you don't think I'm crazy (laughs) <laughs> I thought I, I was think, going crazy I really did you're right though you don't even have to think about them it just comes to you and you're like mm-hmm. oh, oh you know and so it's you know, random I'll be doing something I wouldn't even be thinking about him boom here comes his energy and I feel like he needs to talk in that moment and I, it just feels really strange sometimes yeah and it, honestly it's the weirdest thing I'm glad you've actually mentioned that because I thought I was going mad <laughs> I was just like what am I doing like is this normal (laughs) no no not at all (laughs) (laughs) so that's quite good yeah it is for certain people I think 
Sorry, go on. Lagging. I was just going to say, I don't know if we could do it with everybody. It might be, it might be in your synastry chart with this person, like it is in ours, because mm -hmm. when you, like I said, when you look at um, where cancer is in my chart, it's in my subconscious and in his chart, it's his ninth house. So his ninth house falls in my 12th and he has his moon in the ninth house in his Venus and your moon is your emotional internal world. Mm -hmm. So his emotional internal world is swimming around my subconscious. You know, so there's probably something in your, your two chart, if I was to put them together, that would probably explain it. Yeah, no, that's so cool. I definitely have to like look into it. Right? And, yeah. Yeah, no, that is really cool. Mm. Yeah, and I think in terms of like, sort of trying to tap into these abilities, I think a lot of people have sort of psychic abilities, whether it's like, telepathy or like something else but we kind of always push it away the shame or whatever comes back mm -hmm. like oh like no like so what would you say to like anyone who thinks they might have something but they've not fully explored it like I don't know yeah the first thing I would say is to not be afraid of it because when I was younger um my sister and I we would see spirits all the time like I shoved a lot of those experiences away um, because I was kind of frightened of them, you know, mm. and my mom was very frightened of them. She would make, no, pizza gave you nightmares or whatever and try to like make it so that we would believe we didn't see what we saw. Mm. I was levitated off my bed when I was 16. My brother wow. saw it. Um, you know, she's like, no, no, pizza gave you nightmares, you know? And so I was scared of it. So my biggest advice is don't be afraid of it because you're in control. And if you just for me, if I feel like the energy around me isn't positive, I just tell it to go. And like, I believe it has to go. If I say go and it goes, you know, mm. um, so don't be afraid, you know, make sure that you, that you are feeling like, you know, you're powerful, you're in control. You can tell the energy to come or go. Um, my son um, is really tapped in and it's in his chart. You can often find out if you have gifts like this, looking at your chart as well. Um, and my son has, it's, the veil is very thin for him and he's still afraid of it. Like he meditates and mm. stuff. And he's still afraid to like fully let himself tap in. And so we talk about this and so don't do it until you're ready. That's number one. Yeah. You know, number two, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's all just energy. You know, it's, it's, if you feel like it's evil or it's going to hurt you, then just tell it to go away. It's not welcome. You know, you mm -hmm. can sage your room. You know, there's things you can do to cleanse your space and stuff like that, but yeah, just don't fear it. I think we fear it. And, and there's movies about it that make us afraid of it and just so many other things. And I think it's, to me, I just think it's the coolest thing ever, you know, that I can literally close my eyes and I'm getting information from somewhere, from someone that I can't see. And then it all starts happening in my life, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's just been wild, you know, and if not just like with this man, I mean, how did I know four months before he was, I hadn't seen this man in years. Mm. you know what I mean how did I know that this man was going to come into, I mean I didn't know it was him specifically at the time but I knew somebody was coming I knew he was going to have a lot of Virgo in his chart I knew mm -hmm. we were going to talk about deep fascinating subs for hours on the phone like how did I know that and I hate talking on the phone you know <laughs> um but it yeah it just has been an interesting um an interesting experience you know and I think if you're if you're not afraid of it and you're open to it uh, you can actually use those gifts to help people yeah. You know, definitely. I haven't fully, I've had conversations with my dead relatives in meditation, uh, you know, and so I, but I haven't gone beyond that to like, see if I can like tap into other people's relatives or anything like that. Mm. I'm still not in a space where I'm ready for that. 
Um, but in the end, if that's something I could do, how helpful would that be to people? You know, who's yeah. if, if I could connect to somebody that they miss from the other side, you know? And I think that that's how you have to get it too, is if you have that gift, you could be helping so many people with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think for me, like growing up, I've kind of grown up with all this stuff as well. Like my stepdad, um, I can't remember what it's called, but like he can like read people's um, hands and then like get messages from their ancestors and stuff and like hear all these like voices and see pictures and like it's, just such a beautiful process knowing that like your abilities can help other people and um yeah it is really amazing and I think as well as like women we're so connected like to our intuition and like all of these like powers but often they get like pushed away again and just like fully embodying all of that and like I think part of the spiritual journey um is just trying to like embody that as well or can be um especially with this feminine energy um and I mean obviously men have feminine energy too um but yeah just like fully fully allowing it to be when you feel like the time is right like definitely something I want to look into more but I come I, I love I love having all these conversations about it I really do I do too. That's why when I saw your post, I was like, I will totally do your podcast because there's not a lot of people around me who want to have these conversations. (laughs) My son will, my son and I have them all the time. Um, he's, he's 21. He's my, I have twins. Um, I have a 23 year old, two 21 year olds and one that's, um, but he's the only one that's spiritual. So we, we do tarot readings together. We talk about, um, you know, meditation. Um, in fact, I had a dreams. Um, okay. After I set, um, the boundaries on this man in July, mm-hmm. okay. I woke up, Saturn was relevant to July 1st, the day he came back. I had no idea why Saturn was relevant, right? The planet. Yeah. I wrote it down. I didn't think much about it later that day. I'm watching the astrology podcast and they say, Oh, July 1st, Saturn went retrograde into Capricorn. Immediately. I knew exactly why that was relevant. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I had the second dream where he comes to me in the dream and he's like, cause he's, he's in a very, um, he wasn't when we met, they were separate. Um, but what he did is he went back to a very volatile, toxic marriage. Like it's very mm-hmm. volatile and toxic. And, um, he came to me in this dream and he said to me, um, she's, we're still not together, but she's posting about you on her page. Mm-hmm. Well, I had them locked. I, you know, cause I didn't want to my ego. I didn't want to go look and see what was going on with them. I just wanted to move on, you know? Yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't, I, in the dream, I looked and there was um, a message on her page and it was a bunch of random words in all capital letters, but I couldn't make out what it said. Mm-hmm. My son comes up to my room later that day and starts telling me about how some of the visions he's had have come true. And I and I told him about those dreams. And I said, well, he said, well, did you go look? I said, no, I have her blocked. So he went and looked and his eyes got really big. And I was like, what? Sure enough, her page had separated just like in my dream. And she posted about me just like in my dream and like random all cap letters. And I was just like, wow, that was a trigger for me though. It was a test for me and I could have responded. Right. Mm. But I didn't because the only reason he went back is he, you know, he got the love we think we deserve. Number one, you know, I have nothing against her. I've never said a bad word about her. I wouldn't let him speak bad about her because she too deserves to walk her highest path. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but it was just interesting. And my son was so blown away. He was like, prove you have her blocked. Because if you, if I had unblocked her and seen it, 
um, I wouldn't have been able to reblock her for 48 hours. And he knew that. And I, and I proved it. No, she's blocked. I didn't go look at her page. I had a dream. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think pay attention to your dreams too, is really important. Um, write them down. You know, even if you think it's not something that's like, like super important or relevant, always keep a dream journal because you never mm. know when something's going to happen. You go, oh, wow, I was forewarned about this, you know, because your dreams can also be a psychic uh, experience as well. Yeah, I love that. I think, um, yeah, dreams can tell us so much. And I love that you've got this like connection with your son as well, especially because he's so young. I mean, I'm 19. So it's nice to know that there's like other people who are around the similar age, like who are so into it and like who are able to like harness all of these powers and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's really interesting. I had a dream um, maybe a couple months ago um, and I always try and view the people in my dreams from like my perspective, if that makes sense, as if I was them. And like, I'm like, right, what's going on here? Like, how are they feeling? Like, what are they trying to tell me? And um, basically in this dream, like each different person has represented something that's gone on in my life since then. Um, and yeah, it's like in incredible, like the messages we get through them. Um, I won't go into it too much because it's quite a complicated dream with lots of different people, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it is really interesting. And I think like our unconscious can communicate so much with us and like sometimes even knows like before we do <laughs> like what's gonna happen like what to expect oh for sure mm. yeah I think our higher self does know I think we're tapped in um at our higher self we're kind of tapped into the 5d or the other realms and I think we visit them probably in our dreams you know yeah. um, as far as um you you younger people you guys are gonna save the world change the world like um you know in my generation we knew stuff was not okay like we knew like you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> but we didn't really know um you know I was I started out repeating some of those cycles and I looked around and I was what am I doing and why am I doing this you know yeah. so there was like this almost this level of self-awareness that came, but you guys are like on this whole different level of self-awareness. So it's amazing. Mm. I love young people. I hate when people put young people down. My children are some of the smartest people I've ever met. I don't just say that because children, um, my son in particular growing up, he would say something to me and it would make so much sense, even if I didn't want it to, that I, I couldn't deny it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> he's just taught me so much. And so you guys are you guys are just the, just the acceptance, the tolerance, the, the love that you guys have for each other and for the world. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's, you guys had like the best generation ever so far. So mm -hmm. I'm all on young people getting into their spiritual vibe and, and I love it. You know, I'm trying to get my daughter more into it. Um, I got her some tarot cards. So she's starting to kind of like play with that a little bit, but she's real mm -hmm. nihilistic. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think, um, it's difficult because when you start going into it, you like you want to share it with everyone around you, like, oh my god, like this is so amazing. But I think um I think everyone has their own path and like they'll just kind of come to it when they need to. And okay. yeah, but no, it's so interesting. And I think like that's definitely why I do the work that I do, because I think like young people, like we literally are the future. And I feel like there's big shifts like going on collectively um as a generation to to shape that and like a lot of people are getting so much more aware and like 
yeah like I've connected with so many people in the last month or so like who are my age who are like so aware and like so emotionally intelligent like for their age it's um it's incredible and I think uh yeah like over time it's just gonna it's just gonna continue expanding it really is um yeah so hopefully good things are coming for the future <laughs> oh no doubt no doubt I feel like you know because some, sometimes people get them and think, oh, you know, there's this going on or that going on. But I think back because I'm 42. So mm. I think back to like when I was your guys' age. I, I've always been smart. Like I was on the honor roll in school. I was put in gifted programs. I've always been smart. But I did not know at 21 what my 21-year-olds know today. Like I just didn't. <laughs> there yeah. was, I was intelligent, book smart, but I was not emotionally intelligent about. And so just the amount of awareness and, and, and self-awareness that you guys have. And like you said, the emotional intelligence, it's, it's astounding to me. And I, I look at it, you know, back at my, when I was that age, we didn't have near the progress we do. And yes, mm-hmm. we still have progress to go, but I'm like LGBTQ acceptance, you know, um, things like that. When I was young, that was not something that you talked about. You know, now yeah. we talk about it all the time. It's out there everywhere. And young people are not going to shut up about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I feel like we are headed towards more evolution. I, I feel like 2020, um, it's, it's been, a, it's literally been a 2020 vision year. Like, you know what I mean? Like so much has come out, like even in the governments and like what's going on in the governments and like, you can't deny the shadow anymore and the shadow's not going to be denied anymore on a great on a grander scale or a personal scale it's time we got to evolve now you know and so I feel like for sure we have a brighter future going forward yeah no I love that 2020 vision I've never thought about it that way but yeah it it completely makes sense it's just been such a year of like healing and growth and like making us aware of what's actually going on I think um yeah to start like accelerating this change that needs to happen I think definitely yeah and I think obviously at the start we mentioned about like spiritual bypassing and like how people um always think oh it's love and light and all that kind of stuff so like do you want to like go into that a little bit um like your perspective on all of that yeah absolutely I feel like when we teach people that it's only love and light and that you can't, you know, manifest best life, you know, if you're thinking negative or whatever, it, it kind of scares them. And so then what they do is end up suppressing their emotions. And like we talked about, it gets stuck in the body. Yeah. So when you suppress the emotions, you're actually creating the blockage to what you want to manifest because you have felt your way through it. And so emotions are not comfortable, but I think you know, we need to make it more normalized thing that we process them, that we face them, that we feel them, that we deal with them. I have a lot of air in my chart. My signature sign is Aquarius Mm -hmm. and I have very little water in my chart. So I feel very deeply, but I feel in a way where I kind of logic my way through them. (laughs) And so I need to, um, I've noticed that about myself. And so when I'm feeling something now, I force myself to sit down And I let myself feel it and I'll say, okay, this is what I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling it, but here's the truth. And I think that's important. You have to remember that just because you, well, number one, your feelings are valid, always valid. Yeah. But number two, they're not always true. Right. So like, if somebody hurts me, it's valid that I'm hurt. It's my, my hurt is valid. My upset, my anger, whatever I feel at that is valid, Mm -hmm. but 
it's not true that that person hurt me because they wanted to or because I deserved it. They hurt me because they were projecting something from within themselves onto me. And so I think um, it's, you know, you just have to validate it. You have to let your, you like, you're not bad for feeling something that's not love and light, you know. Um, they, they we're not here to transcend being human. That's not what I believe we're here for. I believe yeah. we're here to transmute the experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of people, they, they feel like, kind of like, oh no, it's like this nirvana. We got to get to this nirvana state. Laundry still has to be done and appointments still have to be kept and the house still has to be cleaned. You can't always be living in nirvana. Yeah. My Pisces South Node would love it if that were the case, but it's just <laughs> not, you know? Um, and I think that we just have to be more realistic as a spiritual community, letting people know that it's safe to feel, mm. even if what they're feeling isn't love and light, even if what they're feeling is heavy or hard. And we need to be open to embracing them and and know it's okay because otherwise they're going to keep suppressing their feelings and they're they're it's going to you know affect their bodies their minds their spirit because yeah. they're thinking they have to be love and light up time and so they're not allowing themselves to feel anything that's not love and light yeah. which ends up bypassing you're trying to I don't know how to put it like even with religion it does the same thing oh did I lose you I can still hear you but your videos gone a little bit i think we're broken up <laughs> oh there you go we're back <laughs> i think i lost you for a minute there. <laughs> um but I, I just feel like you know sometimes with religion and spirituality there's this expectation of um you're never allowed to feel bad yeah you know and it's it's just it's unrealistic yeah yeah it's unrealistic no, I completely agree with that. And I think um, I'm in sort of a lot of Facebook groups and like people are asking for advice and that kind of thing when they feel in certain ways. And there are a lot of people that are just like, oh, like, it's just think positive things and like that kind of thing. And I'm like, no, just sit with it, accept it. Like, I think it's such an important part of it because, yeah, we, we're never going to fully get rid of the negative thoughts and the feelings are always going to come up and we're going to have triggers like you were saying before and it's just like completely and fully accepting it all is I think is the the key really it's not about like having shame or guilt or whatever towards these aspects because I think when people are like oh love and light for everything that's what they're doing they're they're shaming um those things which is ironically not (laughs) not love and light really um yeah so no, I think true, um, it's true. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. And I think, yeah, a lot of people are scared to go into spirituality, I think, because they think it's just this like woo woo um, thing where everyone's really positive and hippie and stuff all the time. But it's um, it can be, but it's not fully. Um, I don't think I think there's a misconception about it a little bit. Yeah, because just becoming spiritual on its own it doesn't, it doesn't heal your trauma, right? Like you have mm-hmm. to actively heal your trauma. And in yeah. order to actively heal the trauma, you have to face and feel the trauma. Like you can't, you know, there, there are some, there's some things like, okay, from my childhood, even um, that I've had to, you know, go back and reface. And then um, what's really helped me with that is just like looking at myself as a mother like mm. nobody will ever tell me. And two astrologers have told me that it's literally in my chart uh, before they even knew this about me. But my children have been my constant motivation for growth and evolution. They just have mm. been. 
um, just wanting them to know they were loved and cherished. Um, but I made a lot of mistakes, right? Like a lot of mistakes. And so knowing that and knowing how much I love them, it only makes sense that no matter the mistakes my mother made, she loved me. You know what I mean? And so that was really helpful. Just becoming a mother myself. Um, but you have to, you have to go back and look at those things and go, okay, you know, this is what happened because when we're children, we can only learn what we live. Yeah. And so if you're, if you don't have the most attentive parents or the most emotionally intelligent parents or, you know, whatever your parents haven't healed their own trauma that gets down through generations. Hmm. And so we end up carrying that on to our children and so it goes. And so if you're not able to, to, at some point, look back and go, okay, I want this to end with me and look at it and go, you know, how, how do I get through this? And I mean, it's, it's difficult, you know, it's not easy to, to trauma and face your trauma and your feelings over it, but the sooner you do it, the better, because then it's, you know, it's not, I don't want to say it's gone. But it's no longer controlling you. It's no longer because yeah. If you don't, your your other relationships, your relationships outside of yourself will only ever be as healthy as your relationship to yourself. And so, if in your own relationship with yourself, you haven't healed any of that, you're just going to bring that baggage into the relationship, and, and you're going to choose somebody else that has baggage as well. And you're just yeah. going to hurt each other, and cycle, and you're going to have kids, and then your kids are going to be part of that, and so. It's just really important to, to really work on yourself. And, and I'm not saying you have to be completely healed before you get into a relationship, but be self-aware, right? <laughs> so yeah. that when you trigger each other, you know, that's what's happening. You don't let it break out into something toxic. Um, but yeah, you really want to have a really good, healthy relationship with you. Like we were talking about earlier, unconditional love for yourself, self-compassion, um, not, not pushing it down and feeling like ashamed because you're feeling bad one day. There, there's days I lay in bed. I don't want to get out of bed and I'm having a sad day or whatever. I let myself have that day. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, just because, you know, I had to remind my son of this the other day. I, he, he was feeling bad about something. And I said, listen, your divinity isn't gone because you're struggling with emotions right now. And he, it clicked with him. He's like, I appreciate you saying that. Cause that is totally what I, you know, how mm-hmm. he was feeling like, Oh, I'm feeling sad tonight. And so if I'm feeling this way, then somehow I'm not spiritual enough or good enough or you know, whatever. And no, that's not true. We are all divine. We are all part of the same divine universe experiencing itself in different forms. It doesn't go away just because you're sad one day or you're feeling upset one day. It's not, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of the whole experience. (laughs) Yeah, and I I completely agree. And I think it's a societal thing as well that we need to like break out of. Um, Yeah, it's. um, I think people like growing up have just been told like, oh, your emotions don't matter. And like, it's just, it's everywhere. Like the more I do the work, the more I see how it's shown up and like how it shows up in um, just in society in general. And I think, yeah, we need to start moving into this space where it's like, yeah, you know what? Like it is okay to be sad one day. It's okay to be upset and angry or whatever, like just let it be. And yeah, like, like you were saying, it doesn't make you any less of a person. <laughs> like you still like perfect and like just enough as you are. Like, yeah. Yeah. And owning your self-worth is critical. And, you know, with, like I said, with my new being in the second house, that was my life mission. Um, Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I want to do is use spirituality and astrology to help people understand themselves and have a healthy relationship with themselves so they can choose healthier external relationships. Um, You know, that's in my chart as well. I wanted to do that before I knew my chart. 
when in my chart, um, my MC, which is your midheaven perfect life, falls in my ninth house of Aries, which means I'm meant to teach and guide others. And when you go look um, where the ruler of Aries is, it's in my seventh house of relationships. So I'm meant to teach and guide others about how to have healthy relationships, <laughs> which is really interesting because that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, you know, right you people you know it, it makes you you are human and i think we all spend so much try, time excuse me trying to be more than human trying to be like superhuman we don't feel we don't allow this to affect us and all that and and it, especially women yeah there's well and men too in a way just in a different way women are more like we're meant to handle it all and not falter and, and sometimes we got to work and keep the home up and the kids and everything else yeah. And then there's a lot of pressure on men too. You know, men are, men are committing suicide at very high rates just because they're meant to, to be the protector, the provider, you know, they have so much on their, weight on their shoulders as well. And I feel like that's one of the things I love about this, this conversation that's more prominent now in, in society about gender, yeah. because we all we have the, the yin and yang energy in us. And I feel like, um, there's some like there's a there's a guy who does a YouTube channel and he's a very he's a straight white male, but he's very effeminate. Mm. And so he said, because of the way society is, he questioned himself for years, like, am I gay? And I just don't know. But he just he just happens to have more feminine energy, but he's not gay, you know. And so I think yeah. this conversation is really important for us to have because you know, balance that within you and then try to balance that in a relationship outside of yourself, because there's so much pressure put on men and women in different ways yeah. where we could really help balance that out for each other if we have this conversation. So, yeah, definitely. And I think more people are having these conversations and like, yeah, for me personally, I know that I have a lot of masculine energy. I'm very structured. I like to like be, I'm very driven towards certain things and like, like only recently have I been going into these like feminine and masculine energies and realizing that. Um, but yeah, I think just like the more we talk about it, the more people become, can become aware of themselves and like what's actually going on internally and everything. It's just, yeah, it's such a beautiful process. All of it just like completely allowing people to, I guess in a way, like return home to themselves. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, in my chart, I have more masculine than I do feminine as well. Um, and so for me, an Aquarius is a masculine sign and I have an Aquarius stellium in my seventh house of relationships. Mm. Um, and so I, I tend to have that very male dominated energy too. And now, now I have, now, now people will tell you like, you know, your energy is soft and warm, but it didn't come without a price. Like I had to work at it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was very male, very get over, like, don't let your feelings control you. Like I was very, very male, like the, the, the stereotypical traits that you would have. And so I had to do a lot of work on that and realize that I didn't want other people to feel their feelings because I didn't want to feel my own. You yeah. know what I mean? So again, it's that classic projection, right? Um, but men, men do have it tough because, you know, they're taught. They can't share things. It's not, you're not manly if you cry. Uh, my dad will, will talk about this because he, he said, you know, he, he grew up being taught, you know, men don't, and he would give anything to be able to cry, you know, because mm -hmm. he knows that it would, you know, you literally your body cries out toxins with your tears and he can't do it because he's, it's been so drilled in him. You know, he's almost wow. going to be going on 70 in a few years. 
it's mm. so drilled in him that you know men don't cry and he he's opened up and told me like I want to cry like I miss my mom because his mom passed away you know mm. he can't cry like he won't you know he wants to cry because he misses his mom yeah so I feel like for men especially the older men um in our society are raised really harshly on it it's really difficult for them and I feel like that's probably why they commit suicide at a higher rate as well because at least as women we allow ourselves to cry most of the time right we're even told we're too emotional you know what I yeah. mean yeah um, it's like the complete so opposite I to feel. have that outlet I think really helps us yeah and men just don't have that outlet they're not they're not allowed to right mm. Yeah, that's crazy that he just can't physically cry. Like, I can't imagine, like, not being able to. Like, it's not even something I've thought about, really, because it's such, like, a natural thing. And, like, it's just, yeah, it's so ingrained in people. Like you say, I think especially older older generations, it's probably been passed down as well through, um, through to the younger people. But, yeah, it's, that's absolutely, like, crazy and just... I don't know it just makes me a little bit sad like knowing that somebody can't just like they've got these feelings that they just want to let out but they just physically don't feel like they can um yeah yeah no that's that's um that's crazy so I can't imagine because I will cry and it will feel so therapeutic and so good when I'm done as if I if it, I got rid of it all and like to not be able to do that I know that's what I mean mind like I'm yeah like, wow yeah I love a good cry like proper like snotty <laughs> just like bawling my eyes up crying because you feel so yeah. much better after it yeah like it's the best thing um and sometimes it's just what we need um yeah wow no that's um I've never even like heard of anybody who's not like fully been able to do that like it's uh interesting yeah hmm yeah. And, and it's not that much, you know, my dad is great. You know, I love my dad and, and he's there for us and he, you know, he, he loves us and he shows us he loves us. But as far as like being able to cry, he just, he can't do it. Mm, yeah. That's crazy. So it's really weird. I feel bad for him because I, like I said, we know how good it feels to be able to cry, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, he just, he just can't do it. Mm. So. It's, um, yeah interesting but uh, yeah I think I think it, there'd be a lot of frustration for me that would come up with that as well just like be like I just want to like force myself to cry um yeah but I like I really like that he you takes have... it out on road rage <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah I really like that you've got like this connection with your family and like your son especially like how you all just communicate all these things I like I really really do love that and I think that's what we definitely need like more of um at the moment especially with everything that's going on um so yeah thank you so much for sharing all of that oh of course you know when I, growing up um, my life was pretty rough but my parents have both evolved so much and they're and um you know our relationships are the way they are now today because we were all able to communicate, you know, later in life about those things and where those things came from and how they weren't personal. I, you know, there's been a lot of forgiveness. Um, they're wonderful grandparents to my children, you know? So the one thing I would say too, is like, you don't have to make up with your, like, say your parents weren't the best parents. Mm. You don't have to keep them in your life to forgive them. 
you know, I'm, I'm grateful, so grateful that my parents evolved and I do have them in my life. Um, but one of the conversations I think we need to have that's important too, is that you can't always keep certain people in your life, no matter who they are, because if they're going to hurt you, they've got to go, Yeah. you know, and sometimes that is your parents. You know, I know somebody uh, the other day who said they had to cut their own mother off, you know, and it mm. makes me sad, but I understand it. Yeah. You know, if the, if the person isn't willing to have the conversations, how are you going to heal and, 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 and grow from that? you know yeah and I think with the relationships it's important because it's a two-way thing like you can do so much work on yourself and like yeah like fully develop and everything but at the same time like if there's somebody who just doesn't like they're not accepting of all of that and they just keep um being toxic or whatever it is that's going on like yeah sometimes the healthiest thing is to to let people go and um that is sometimes part of the, the forgiveness process. I think just being like, you know what, it's, it's okay. Like it's not meant for me. Um, and that's fine. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I think it can be difficult because especially with families, because obviously again, the societal thing, like, Oh, your family should be everything and that kind of thing. But yeah, I know, I know people who it's just, it's just not, not meant to be. And like, it's not the healthiest thing, thing for them to be around their family um yeah so definitely yeah and that's got to be a lot to work through as well you know there are family members um that I no longer speak to um I have a couple cousins um my children are part of the LGBTQ community Mm -hmm. and I have a couple cousins who once Donald Trump won the presidency um became very uh Trump-like <laughs> and um, started causing issues. And so I cut them out of my life because at the end of the day, like, look, you want to say you love me and my children, but if you support this man and you want to talk like this man about my children, how can you support and love my children? And so um, I have cut family members off, just not any, like my parents are in my life. You know, obviously my kids are in my life, mm-hmm. Um but there are family members like cousins and stuff that I won't speak to, um, especially since Donald Trump won, because the division in this country has gotten so out of hand. Yeah. Um, but to me, like, it's not just about like petty differences. We're talking about supporting somebody who, you know, said my children don't deserve rights, have said they can't serve in our military but our military is supposed to be about freedom, like protecting freedoms, but my children aren't free to serve in it. That doesn't make any sense. You know, mm. um, the stuff that Donald Trump has done to the LGBTQ community, to the black community, you know, the hate crimes have risen so much in our country since he became president. And so to me, it goes well beyond like just some petty political differences to like basic human decency and morality at that point, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So politics is another thing with family that can sometimes like cause a lot of rifts, you know? Um, yeah. So it's a lot of times we'll just not talk about it. Um, but if I know somebody actively supports him, um, my, co- you know, my cousin's an alcoholic there's a lot that I could say about him that I would never use against him in that way. Um, mm. But yet he wanted to use my child's, you know, status as a against him because of political differences and mm. he made it personal. And yeah. so I no longer speak to him. I probably haven't spoken to him. And since Donald Trump became president, 
you know, my biological father, same thing. You know, I had to, I met him when I was 14. Um, I tried for years to develop a relationship with him, but he just, he was not in a good space. So I cut him off. He died. And I had still, I had had him cut off the whole time. I did mm-hmm. end up going through his things and helping my sister, you know, my older sister plan his uh, funeral and stuff. Um, but I didn't speak to him while he was alive. Yeah. You know, so you, you do have to, you have to put your, you have to be in healthy situations. If they're not healthy for you, no matter who it is, you got to cut them off. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, it's just understanding like what's best for you, what you need and like whether people are serving you or not and like just everything. I think it's so important. And uh, yeah, like it plays such a big um, role in everything as well. I think if you're surrounding yourself with people who, who aren't aligned with you and like who you just, that you just don't get on for some reason, then yeah, it causes a lot of tension. And again, like there's so many emotional aspects are linked to that as well. It's, um, yeah, it goes really deep, I think. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, sorry, go on. No, I was just gonna say, you're right. The energy that you choose to surround yourself with is so critical. Yeah. Um, you know, I know this year has been hard because like quarantine and everything, we've been pretty alone, you know, as far yeah. as that goes. Um, but if you are going to be around, be around, pe- I'm not saying be around people who are always love and light, you know what I mean? Yeah. But be around people who, who remind you when you're not love and light, that it's okay, that, you know, that the people that make you feel like it's okay to be yourself, to be human, who remind you, you know, that this is just me and you're going to work your way through this. And, you know, somebody that's on that, that wants more out of life that, I mean, wants gold, that's goals, you know, like to me, you know, I believe in reincarnation. I know everybody doesn't, but still at the same time, it's like right now, this is the only life I can prove I have. So I'm going to do something with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're not going to do something with your life. If you're surrounded by a bunch of people who are toxic and not doing anything with their lives. You're never going to be able to save them. You're never going to be able to bring them up to your level. They're always going to pull you back down. Always. Yeah. You know, Um, the only person you can save is yourself. You can offer people tools. Like as you learn, you can say, okay, this is how I did it, but they have to use them. Right. Mm. And a lot of times what we end up doing is we try to save everybody else to earn our own redemption. And it doesn't work that way. You just wake up and you go, okay, I own my redemption. Like it's just inherent. Your worth is inherent. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to hustle for it. You don't have to save everybody else to earn your own salvation. You know, and I think once you really understand that you start cultivating your circle a little little more intentionally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think that's been the whole message of this um, this chat, really, that, like, you are, like, everybody is worthy. Everybody is, like, just exactly enough as they are. And, um, yeah, I, I love, like, how many different topics we've gone into, like, psychic abilities and, like, toxic people and, like, family and, like, astrology. And, like, it's just so interesting, like, how it all branches off. And, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you so much with the same message right at the end of it like whether we're talking from psychology psychology or whether we're talking about spirituality or astrology the message is we are all inherently worthy just as we are right as we are we've always been worthy even if you look back and you feel so ashamed of yourself at one point you were still worthy at that point of love and salvation you just didn't nobody had 
that taught you, you could choose that. And so mm -hmm. I think that's the key is just, is realizing you don't have to, once you really understand that, like, there's no God that's going to grant it. So I'm not saying there's God. I'm saying there's no God that's going to grant you. You just already have it. Like you're born with it. What infant are you looking at in the hospital going, oh, they have to earn their word. They don't have any. You're not, you know what I mean? No, yeah. But just yeah. because of what we experienced growing up and what we experienced with other people, we tend to question our worth. But at the end of the day, it's no question. Every one of us is worthy at every stage of the journey. It's all meant, like we said earlier, to teach and guide you to that space. You all, we all have a purpose, you know, knowing your birth chart with astrology can really kind of hone that in for you, but we all have a purpose, you know, mm -hmm. and if you're not aligned with the right kind of people and you're not aligned within yourself, you're not going to follow that purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just really important to, to know that and cultivate your circle with a little a bit of care and caution. Again, not being perfect, aligned. I don't mean, you know, oh, always love and light when you're aligned. I, I really, what I mean is like, you're in a space where you understand that I'm going to feel this way sometimes and I'm going to feel this way sometimes and that's okay. Like that's alignment, right? Aligning with your human self. When we're trying to be this love and light, this perfection, really what we're trying to do is not be seen, right? Mm -hmm. It's another form of shame, perfectionism to me is like another form of shame. It's like, oh, if I can be always love and light, if I can, you know, project this like per perfect image, then nobody will see how I really am. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, that's not alignment. Yeah. You're not aligned at that point because you're denying a whole part of yourself. You know, yeah. I completely and fully agree with all of that. Yeah, like definitely. Amazing. Well, to wrap it up, if we've covered a lot of stuff. So like if you were going to give somebody I don't know, like one piece of advice linking to all of this, what would it be? You know, for me, and I'm probably going to, I've been stopped so many books. I'm probably going to write books on this one day. It goes back to shame and fear for me. Mm. Um, really start there. If you, if you don't work on the shame first, um, it's really hard to grow and evolve because that shame is constantly eating at you, um, constantly making it's like the, um, Brene Brown is a great speaker to listen to. She also has books on this. Um, you can YouTube her. She's got some great speeches, uh, but she calls them the shame goblins. You know, like they when you're, whenever you're getting ready to do something good or, or great for your life or whatever, they come up though. Who do you think you are? You know what I mean? Yeah. Your inner voice, yeah, right? Yeah. And so really start there. Just work really understanding that there's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, your whole journey, you know, well, if you heal the shame, you can turn every bit of pain you've ever had into a purpose to help other people struggling with things that you once struggled with. And, you know, there's no shame in that, um, you know, your hero's journey at that point, try to look mm -hmm. back and just get the lesson from it, you know, um, don't beat yourself up. Don't, you know, yeah. you're going to fail. Like when, when I first started evolving, I failed so many times. If I would have just let that, you know, cave me or whatever, I wouldn't be where I am today so mm -hmm. um just know that it's okay like the road to success is littered with failure if you fall down that's okay just get back up you know <laughs> if you fall down yeah. again, that's okay just get back up you know don't there's no point beating yourself up over it mm. you know it's all a process it's all yeah. a process try to enjoy the journey in the process rather than thinking of oh i gotta get to this destination where i'm always loving light and i'm always <laughs> it doesn't exist yeah. it doesn't yeah. exist <laughs> so yeah definitely. yeah for me, no, I that's what I, I would start there. 
yeah so. no I love that no thank you and I think if people want to like connect with you or like reach out to you like is there somewhere that they um can find you um right now I have a twitter that I post on that's uh lilac moon 213 mm-hmm. um and then I also have a facebook group called lilac moon so um I post I'm looking for more people because I, I don't know, like 80 some members in there, but not a lot of people post. Also, if you join the Facebook group and you post your birth chart, I will do like, if I have time, I stop and do like little interpretations for you right on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, I post, you know, positive thoughts, thoughts about shame. I post things about astrology, spirituality. I post tarot readings in there. Um, and that's just called Lilac Moon. Um, it's a private group. So if you join it, like now nobody's going to see on your friends list, like what you post in there. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a private group. The only two things that I have. Yeah. So, amazing. Um, so if anyone listening wants their birth um, chat. Yeah. Meeting. I would love to have more people in the group. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of, and I tell people too, because there's different house systems for astrology and I like to use whole signs. So if you mm. post in the other house system, I might ask you to DM me your, your information so I can <laughs> fill it up, you know, in, in the other system in my chart. But I, yeah, I don't people. I just did one for a girl who posted in the group yesterday. So, yeah. Um, and what's great is she, she, what she was feeling, she posted, this is how I'm feeling. And what was great is I looked at her chart and I said, well, yeah, you're feeling that way. Cause here's why <laughs> and it's right here on your chart. You are supposed to be doing this, you know, mm. so just giving her that reassurance, right. That what she's feeling, she wants to do and what she feels is her calling is actually her calling. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's why I love it. It's really so. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Thank so, you yeah, so feel much. Feel free to join the group or follow me on Twitter. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's been oh, great. Thank you. Yeah. It's been such an interesting conversation and the, I mean, I'll definitely be joining your Facebook group. So <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone else will, but I think it's definitely something. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely something I want to explore more myself. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me. You have a good day. Yeah, you too so much for listening to this episode and thank you to Trina once again for being a guest on my podcast and talking about all of the lovely things that we've discussed today um apologies if there's a little bit of a lag um and a delay this was recorded via zoom um and I don't think my internet was fully fully there so apologies if there's like some pauses or we keep um interrupting each other every now and then but I hope you have enjoyed this episode and as Trina was saying she has a Facebook group and her Twitter which I have linked in my bio if you want to go check them out and if you want to connect with me, my Instagram is Christy Bergman Coaching and my website is www.christybergmancoaching.com if you want any more information about the kind of work that I do and um, how I can support you with your own growth, your spirituality, that kind of thing. Um, but thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.